0: Hello and welcome to episode number 19 of the Honor of Podcast. I am Michael and I'm really, really excited this week. I have to to start the show with that. I'm genuinely excited to record this show. I have been for a little while. We're joined, as always, by two people who are less excited that I'm really excited about this. Greg, who failed a dungeon.
1: Well, okay, I was going to do a dungeon, guys, but then the queue was like 30 minutes and it was just taking too long. So my friends were like, we'll just do this some other time. Which is aka after this podcast, or during this podcast if a certain person rambles too much. But I've also had a nice cold brew today, and it was delicious. So I am hot and ready to go, but I'm not gonna talk much 'cause I am not going
0: to talk much. i i am in cold brew land too. It's 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 good times. But I'm not excited because of cold brew. We also have Casey who just wants this over with, so sorry.
2: I'm so done. I'm so t- I'm so done.
0: you done. You can't be done yet, because what are you gonna be when you're actually done? Dead? Dead? Okay. <laughs> Okay. Right.
1: As much as I would love to do general japery because we have so much stuff, we're just going to get proceeding.
0: Can so, I just mention those
1: five pages of notes? There's five pages of notes, so <laughs> I our cry. our our japering japery is going to be short. I am not. Even, I know this word, but I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. I'm not sure if it's japery, japery, whichever one, but you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Anyways, moving on, starting off. First my my first follow, I'm getting mine out of the way before I let this guy start on everything. <laughs> I work at a prison right now. I got, a, I got my first nickname today. What is that, Greg? <sighs> my nickname is Sweet Talk. <laughs> but let me explain why. I, mm-hmm. Please do. Please, which I can take a guess as to why it's Sweet Talk.
0: No, I don't even, I don't even, how?
1: Because I talk really softly, normally. Okay. This inmate started calling me Sweet Talk because it's like a sweet, slow voice. I'm just like, what? I just, ugh. Oh. There's a difference between low
0: voice and sweet low voice.
1: This isn't. This is inmate said it. Don't care. I just thought it was funny. I was like, don't call me that. And he's like,
0: <laughs> that's funny. Stop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I was like, I was like, that's funny. Please don't call me that, though. He's like, why sweet talk? I'm like, just, just don't, just don't. He's like, all right, man.
2: I'm just. Like, I feel like okay. if you're the
0: inmate, you ha- you you can't. I mean, I guess what else. I, I guess there's, there's like, why are you talking up, but at the same time, like, what are they going to do to you? You're in jail.
2: You're already in jail. Like <laughs>
0: Big whoop. I'm just like, I was just like, please don't.
1: Topic out the way. My car. Follow-up. Hit by a deer. That'll be recoverable. Nope. Total. Whatever. <laughs> deer. Don't edit that. Uh,
0: the, but the Pol- the pole is the pol- the Camry- was, no, it's the Corolla. The Corolla. I had a Corolla. Re- re- rest in- rest in peace, the navy blue Corolla Rip. mobile.
1: Yeah, so it's funny. My dad was like, "So, you gonna get another car?" I'm like, "Well, I have to." He's like, "What you gonna get?" (laughs) Same thing. (laughs) We get the same thing.
0: The deal magnet.
1: (laughs) Anyways, uh, this coming weekend, E3 layout. The only two that are competing with big layouts this year are Nintendo, which is gonna be a Super Mario Odyssey themed. Wait, Nintendo's. listen, 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 listen to me. There's, there's only two of them have big, have big like sections laid out for E3. It's Nintendo and it's Sony. Sony has one.
0: What's Microsoft up to?
1: Oh, I'll, I'll get to that. Sony has one big booth. Nintendo has two booths that are big, but not like both of them together are just like a little bit bigger than Sony's. Microsoft has a small booth. They think, I think, or the rumor is they're doing a small booth at E3 is because they have a off site conference going on and they think that's where most of their stuff's gonna be at. Or it could just be that Microsoft is not worried about E3, even though they should be, and Microsoft sucks. Anyways. That's it for E3. I
0: mean, is it in the same conference center which normally in, or is it? I feel like uh, the conference, yes. conference center would be really empty if you just have like one and a half people there.
1: Well, no, I mean, like, those are the big ones. They, there's a bunch of other smaller ones: Sega, Atlas, Capcom. They're all there, but those are the three major ones. Okay, what they're doing. Everybody else has a smaller booth as as usual for E3 layouts. Uh, all right, Michael. Real qu- quickly, you listen to the Land Del Ray. Tell me about Paradise first. What you it's, think of it? It's really good all right what it's, do you think I, born to die
0: i haven't listened to all of it i because I, I i listened to like half of it then went back to paradise again because i was like i want to hear it again because i just heard it and it was really good and i want to listen to it again <laughs> okay quick you
1: have a favorite song off of paradise cola good choice good choice good choice good choice are you happy I'm, yeah, I mean, like, I, I can't say Any Choices Bags are all fantastic.
0: I was pleasantly surprised, like, just because I listened to it in order natural, but, I, like, Ride American and Ride Cola? is my number one. Yeah, Ride, number one. Ride was up there. I listened to it a few times today. It was really good. Fantastic. It was, like I said, pleasantly surprising, because usually I'll play a song, and it's like, this is okay. I can see why people like this. But this one was actually, like, I want to go listen to this again. All right. And you're still got to finish Born to Die. All right. Yeah, I Quickly, do. quickly, talk about Muse. So I think we, t- we talked about Muse last week in the albums, but we also were like, I want to go see Muse live. Apparently, I didn't realize this, Muse is playing in Austin this Saturday. <laughs> I was like, I- oh, next time they come to America, then I'll go see them. And then I was like, oh, no, wait, hang on. Town. This is a this is a quick turnaround though. I don't know if I want to finding tickets is hard because the things sold out. So I don't know if I want to deal with StubHub or whatever. So you're going to? Are you? I'm
1: assuming you're going you're going to go to this concert on Saturday. Uh, Guess what I'm doing tomorrow?
0: May, maybe I don't think so.
1: Guess what I'm doing tomorrow?
0: Tomorrow? Tomorrow's not Saturday, but tomorrow's Thursday. What are you doing tomorrow?
1: I'm going to go see Jimmy Buffett.
0: Oh, are you going with? Uh, <laughs> I assume you're going with the with the folks. The folk, yeah. Mm, that's a i yeah. I I feel like that's a good time.
1: I this will be our second time going with them. <laughs> I'm excited. I love that you're a parrot head. I wouldn't say that. There's only, like, I only know, like, one song, kind of, and that's the cheeseburger in
2: paradise. That's the Mm -hmm, only one that, like, I kind of know. You know Margaritaville. No, I don't. No, you know Margaritaville. Does
0: Greg Greg look like he came from the neighborhood where they listen to Margaritaville?
2: Everyone listens to Margaritaville.
0: I don't think everybody does.
1: Nobody in the hood listens to Margaritaville.
2: (laughs) We listen to cheeseburger in paradise?
1: I only know that because I went to them with them last year, and that's cheese- how I knew that. <laughs> cheese bogo stuck out. Yeah, that's one that stuck out to me. I, I can relate. I like cheese bogo's. It, I'm, I'm serious. That's what happened. It, that's literally what happened. But that, yeah, that's that's gonna be fun. So that'll be a topic for next week if I don't go on about E3. Oh yeah, another. This is another quick topic. There was a Pokemon
0: Direct. I saw that today. Apparently, everyone was bummed out or disappointed. Okay, where people were disappointed
1: because there were rumors that it was going to be—you know how their Sun and Moon—they were expecting Stars to be on the Switch. We talked about that week one. Too hype, too much hype. What this is what came out. We're getting Pokemon Tournament Deluxe on the Switch. We're getting um, Pokemon Ultra Moon and Ultra Sun on the 3DS, and we're getting Pokemon Gold and Silver, the old ones, on Virtual Console for the 3DS. Ultra Sun. Ultra, yeah ultra sun and ultra moon
0: is it just like more Pokemon in the in sun and Moon you know how there was like they
1: they say it's they said it's not a sequel to Sun and Moon but a retelling of sun and Moon with a different story they just told it last year I, I that's what my thought was but I'm like <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna buy it because I don't like Pokemon that much I didn't even finish sun and Moon mm-hmm it, don't get me wrong. It was a good game, but I just
0: you I can, can only you can you can't do Pokemon w- every EO. I can't.
1: No, there's only been two generations of Pokemon that I stuck with. The rest I'm just like I just can't. But that's it for that. Uh, let's see. That's done, 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 done. All right, Casey. I know you. I, I'm giving you one topic for this week. Can Why? you make it quick? Just one. You gotta have at least one. <laughs> she doesn't even want one. I don't. <laughs> Casey, tell us tell us about your shower. You have a good shower. You nice clean now.
2: I'm nice and clean. I smell very nice. <laughs> all,
1: right, all right, good enough. That was your topic. <laughs> Boom. All right, so moving on to our main topic for this week. The we w- have a main
0: to- like we just huh, huh, we just huh, hush, hush, that we have I'm a main topic.
1: You, I'm not letting you the latest any longer than it has to be. So we have a main topic this week. It's about the WWDC. It's something Apple related. It's Michael's thing. Oh, buddy. Dot dot dot. Get ready. Exclamation mark. Michael, go. You have a 90 you have a 100 minute limit i'm starting (laughs) you now that's 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 a lot i i okay i'm i'm giving 100 minutes will get us to midnight in three i am gonna say three seconds midnight in three minutes that's why i'm giving you 100 minutes so i'm setting my timer this is this is now keep in mind this is not a challenge to take no no, i'm not 100 minutes
0: no i want to have fun i i do want to have fun with this i don't want to talk for 100 minutes my voice will get shot I want to preface this by saying, please feel free to ask questions on anything that you want to and comment on anything. Because a lot of this is iOS-related, iPhone-related, and you guys use these phones every single day and probably have thoughts over some of this stuff. Okay, are you ready? Because I'm about to start your time. Yeah, you can start. Okay, 100 minutes. Go. So WWDC is the Worldwide Developer Conference by Apple. And I'm just going to, I'm going to explain it because I don't, not everyone does know what tech conference is or what it involves. So a lot of these tech conferences, Casey, don't, do out. I'm explaining. Casey's out. Look, Casey's out already.
1: I don't, I don't blame her. I, mean, I was,
0: I was, I'm, I'm trying to be helpful and explain here. I'll, I'll try to like liven this up a little bit by asking a couple of questions, but don't keep. I, I need, I need some support. I can't just have my co-host walk out. That's disappointing on me. All right. All right. Keep going. So tech conference. It's, it's a developer conference, and what they usually do in these things is it's a week-long event. You have developers from everywhere. You know, these are the developers mainly of on the App Store. And Apple will have booths and keynotes and, you know, hands-on stuff and topics by their engineers. To kind of, you know, guide the uh, developers and thoughts and, you know, the developers have questions. They're there to answer. And to start the week off, though, they'll have this giant two-and-a-half-hour keynote of the new software. Because all the developers want to see, here's what's coming. Here's the new APIs that we're getting. Here's the new kits that we can work with. And here's all the new stuff that we're going to be able to do. And then they're immediately going to want to think, how do we use this and make our apps better and we have all these engineers on site all week telling us about the new features. And we can ask them questions about, you know, what does this mean? How could I best implement this for my apps, etc. So that giant keynote is streamed to the public and we all get to see it. So it is the announcement of historically for the last 10 or so years, the new iOS release for the phones in the September and the new Mac release because they kind of do both every year. And everyone gets kind of hyped over the iOS release because most people, the Mac release now, it's a stable platform. Less stuff's going on to it. Less people have Macs. What the people want to see are new you know, iPhone releases because every year something big comes out that changes the phone in a dramatic way for the most part. For example, the App Store was a big thing. You know, Multitasking was a big thing. iMessage was a big thing. But this year they did something different. They historically used to do hardware. But this year they did both hardware and then all the software on top of that. So I did want to go through and kind of talk about, there's like five different segments. There's, for me, there's like the new Macs, new Mac OS, that's shorter, then the new iOS stuff and the new iPads, followed by HomePod. So we're going to get through the Macs pretty fast because I know you guys will not have anything to say on the Macs except Casey, maybe, because she does technically have a Mac. Somewhere. I
2: mean, I'm looking at it.
0: Yeah. First, uh, we'll talk about the new Mac OS quickly because it wasn't – they didn't release much. Uh, they tend to do these uh, Mac releases. They will do kind of a TikTok thing. So you have a feature – you have one feature-rich release and then you kind of refine on it. Now, you know, you don't want to, like, just throw new features and new features and bug down the OS. You want to ha- – like, people like when you have a refining OS. You don't want a Windows Vista. Nobody wants a Windows Vista. <laughs> When they were like, hang on, let's step back. Let's step back from Vista. We're just gonna fix this one up. And they're like, everyone's like, yes, please. Let's let that's that's exactly what we would like from you guys. And then they're like, here's Windows 8, here's all this new stuff again. Now everyone's like, no, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on, no, 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 no. Fix it, fix it, fix it. All right, ten is fine, ten is fine.
2: Ten sucks. What? I hate ten. More than you hate it more than eight? Well, I never used eight.
0: Oh. I, know.
2: I know eight is bad. <laughs>
0: I like ten. I, I've been on ten since it came out. I, I really enjoy ten. I don't I don't see why everyone hates it.
2: It's so slow. It's so laggy. I hate it.
0: It's not laggy. Eight was laggy.
2: I don't use eight.
0: <laughs> like I said, eight was real bad. 10's an improvement. Uh so the new Mac OS, the old one, so they've done naming schemes like they did Lepo, then Snow Lepo, they did Lion, then Mountain Lion. They did Yosemite, then El Capitan, which is a place in Yosemite. And this year they decided they went from Sierra to High Sierra. Which is the dumbest name. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Who- Sierra. Well, the problem is it's not spelled H-I. It's H-I-G-H. No. So, of course, they, even on stage, made a- enough uh, enough of the weed jokes to go around.
2: I was about to say, can we get, like, a character named Sierra in a meme, mm-hmm. you know?
0: And what's funny is they, last year they made, like, oh, we're going to call it this. And then the guy presenting it joked, it's like, oh, it's not that it's this. And then, no, it's not this. it's this. So, this year he starts, like... So we're calling it High Sierra, and everyone was waiting for the punchline. Never happened. It's High Sierra. <laughs> we don't know why. So the only big things on High Sierra are Mac OS is getting APFS. So the file system, it's kind of cool because you can actually see cloning files be instant here instead of, you know, they were like copying seven gigabytes of video files, and it was instant. It's kind of cool. Safari updates, which we'll talk about in iOS because the same across the iOS, H.265 support, hardware, accelerated, cool, also an iOS, so we'll get to that. Photos, same thing, iOS gets it. A lot of what Mac is now is, since it is very mature, is it just picks up some of the iOS features that have been popular. Because Mac's pretty stable now. There is no reason to kind of add new stuff onto it. Again, people don't like when you're messing with their desktop OSs. If people had their way, everyone would still be on Windows XP. (laughs) Like, that's the point. Like, people want new stuff on their phones. Like, phones are not mature enough to the point where it's like, let's just keep this phone OS for the next five years. But the computer, people are just like, keep it secure. Keep it fast. Make sure it can run all the new stuff. Please don't go adding any new features. Don't try to do anything new on this. This is my computer. I want it to work. And so you do have that difference. New Macs. They take the KB Lake processors, the new seventh generation Intel processors, put in all the computers, which is good to see because they had been, they had had problems in the past of updating. The MacBook Pros, they forgot to talk about for two years. Everyone got really angry. So, yeah. Some of the other cool things, they're supporting and talking about and selling graphics cards in a box, which is really neat because Apple has been th- making things thinner and thinner, and you can't fit a graphics card, a good one, in a thin computer so the market recently has been like they sell like thunderbolt boxes like and you put a graphics card in, and then you plug into the computers via thunderbolt or thunderbolt so you can actually have graphics cards on a macbook pro and those have been gaining popularity and they're actually supporting it which is good for apple like looking around and supporting that stuff they also made a big vr push which was cool supporting vr is apparently the future i'm not too big into vr but
2: a lot of people are like,
0: I'm I'm more into AR. I think AR's where I think AR's where it's at. I think Apple and Nintendo are gonna run with that, and we've got a lot to talk about on that front. Greg probably has thoughts.
1: Would you like a quick interjection about the AR stuff from Nintendo?
0: Well, let's save that because Apple has a big AR push in iOS, and we'll get. I do want to talk about that. All right, I have stuff
1: to say about that. Let me know when you get there because I'm probably gonna zone out. I know.
0: Yeah, VR. It's like I don't like the idea that you know you have to put goggles on and you look silly and it's ugh gross but good for them. what they did announce was the IMac pro they which is just a silly machine. you can get 18 cores in the silly thing because I 18 cores of computing power that's silly. Uh, you can get 128 gigabytes of RAM. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why?
0: Because people want it and it's space gray it looks beautiful like an IMac in Space Gray fantastic. But it's also five thousand dollars for the starting model, so <laughs> it's a workstation computer. It is it is made for content creators who want to be able to export their Final Cut Pro 4K sixty frames a second video in ten minutes instead of five hours. I understand why it exists. Like it's so the slow-mo guys can just get a video out immediately instead of having to let things spin forever. I, I'm sure it's just chews through four K, it chews through everything. Us, us plebs, never will need that. Never will. But that was So that's Mac, new Macs. It's cool, but I have moved on. I've moved on from the Mac for a little little bit because there are new iPads and there's a new iOS. This is a big deal for me, and we're going to talk about the... So the new iPad Pros came out, and they are... And I, I do want to talk about this. This is a point. I think they're a laptop replacement now, and we'll get to why because iOS came out with some new iPad-specific features. And we, I want to talk about these quickly. Not quickly. I want to dive into these. So historically, on the iOS devices, there has been a dock. The bottom four apps of your screen on the iPad, you could go up to six, and all it did was kept the apps persistent across all your pages. That is the only thing the dock provided you. They've changed this. It is now like a Mac dock or your Windows 10 dock or any of your docks. It can hold up to 15 apps, that's been the number, and you can access it, A, from any page, but B, from inside any app. You can swipe up on your device and the dock will be there with those apps. So this provides an area to quick switch your applications and it provides an area to basically, again, drag out in the the slide out view. I don't know how familiar, are either you familiar with the multitasking features on the current iPad Pro, the current implementation of this? No.
2: Not on the iPad,
0: no. Okay. Yeah, so in iOS 9, people thought, okay, they're going to get serious about this iPad. And they allowed you to do a slide, slide over, which allowed you to have an app. You slide over from the right, and it would show you the multitasking view. And you could swipe through all the multitasking stuff and pick which app you wanted to put here. Problem is, that's all you could do with it. It was hard to find apps. These th- the apps did not persist. So if you like went back to the home screen, it lost that, like that you were in that mode. So it was really hard to kind of work with. And they've changed all of this, which makes this such a better system. So from the dock, you can slide those apps into this multitasking area. You can also slide it over as a windowed view. So you can drag, say, messages up to the left or the right and you'll have your little message conversation either there, you can switch it back and forth, or you can put it in that split view. The split view will also allow you to go 50-50, 25-75 on each side of the screen, and you can do it left and right. And on top of this, you can have a windowed app on top of the two in the background. Secondly, behind this, those apps persist. So if you close out, those apps will be there. So you can have multiple app pairings. You could have a window, basically, with messages and notes, a window with Safari and Mail, and you could actually switch between these spaces, a la Mission Control on the Mac where you would have these, you know, spaces basically. Well, you know, it's like I've got all my messaging stuff over here, all my social stuff over here, and you just swipe back and forth on the iPad screen with the three, oh, on the trackpad with three fingers to get from this space to this space. Same thing now on the iPad, you can have these spaces set up and swipe back and forth between them. So it allows for a much better multitasking experience. They've also added drag and drop, which is something that has just been missing. They didn't need it, but when you have two apps on screen... You really want to drag and drop. That is something you do on a computer all the time. You have a picture on a website. You want to drag it into like iMessage. It's something I always wanted to do. And in, on my phone, what I'm stuck doing is going, finding the picture, saving the picture, going into my the other app, sit, going into then having to add it, find it in the camera roll. It is a five step, a full five step process for something that I should just kind of want to pick up the photo, drag it. So they're allowing you to do this. So and with the, and it's kind of cool and it is smart on their part. This is something I like to see them do, which is take an old computing idea and kind of think about it differently because of the device. We are used to having a mouse on the computer. To interact with drag and drop, you have to use a mouse. You have to pick up and select the, you know, your object with the mouse, and thus you cannot do anything else with the mouse. You cannot open any other new apps because the mouse has to be held down with the select button. With an iPad, you have hands, you, it's multi-touch. You can select things and with your other hand, use the OS. So this allows you to select multiple things really easily in like a Safari web page. If you have a full screen, hit the home button, go home or swipe the dock up, open a mail message, hit reply while you're still holding this other thing with your finger and then drag it in. It is very seamless, very nifty, and it allows some really cool things. If you have the split view stuff, this drag and drop motion back and forth really easy. The other really important thing that they added to the iPad, which did not have, there's now a file system. And this is on iPad and iPhone. We have not had a file system because Apple has just been like, we, we want to make the phone and the iPad as simplistic as possible. People don't want to manage files. The problem is, this is a computing platform. You have to have files. You cannot pretend that people can just get rid of files. Files will always be a thing, I think, until the end of time, until someone makes a new system where we can't have files. So they've got a new Files app. Thankfully, they've built in support for Dropbox, Google Drive, those APIs, any file provider can do this. So it's nice because your Files app has all your Files providers right there. You can see all these files. You can tag them. You can create photos, nested photos, And of course, because of drag and drop, you can drag and drop files from apps into files and out of files into emails from the doc. So, like, in the dock, you have your files. You can, you know, 3D touch it, see recents, and drag it. So I don't know if, say, on my Mac, one of my big things is in the dock, I'd have a little downloads fan. I don't, Casey, do you have the? do, you do the downloads fan thing where you keep the downloads folder in, like, the bottom right? So if you, down, if you save something from the web, it immediately goes into that folder in the dock so you can e- easily access it?
2: No, I, I don't, I really haven't used my computer since college. And even then, I didn't use it much.
0: Use it lightly. Well, so you can do this now, and again, it lets you do some of the most basic things that, you know, you can do on the computer. And with these changes, it becomes an actual, I think, laptop replacement. Because there are a couple things that I need my computer to do. I need to be able to basically have files because, again, I'm going to have files floating around. You know, if I'm going to edit my podcast, I'm going to have an audio file. I'm going to have a text file. There's going to be a couple things floating around. I need to be able to access these easily in one place and work with them. Two, I need... I need multitasking support so I can have multiple things up on the window at once, preferably two to three things, which this does. And I need to be able to work with this stuff, you know. it was so It's annoying, like, right now, like, it was even hard to attach a PDF to an email in iOS 10. You have to be able to, like, email PDFs around. It's a thing you have to do. So you need a place to save the PDFs and you need to be able to get the PDF to the mail message. So all this stuff is Really gonna bring the iPad forward. And so these new iPads, they're really good machines. They've got four gigabytes of RAM. They go up to 512 gigabytes in an iPad, which is insanity. I remember the first the first iPad was four, Oh, the first iPhone was four gigabytes 10 years ago.
2: <laughs> LOL, 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 LOL.
0: And for the longest time, the max you could get was 16 gigabytes. The first iPads was 16 gigabytes. My my third generation iPad is 16 gigabytes. The max was 64 back then. So the fact that you can have 512 gigabytes on this six millimeter thin tablet, which is a pound, is crazy. And again, that makes puts it in laptop replacement territory because I can throw 4K videos on there. I can throw my music library on there. I can throw a lot of stuff at it because it has as much storage space as a lot of laptops now. Mm-hmm. My laptop's half a terabyte, and I had to buy that thing and put it in. Casey's, I think, is only 256. It's got three, uh, USB 3.0 speeds on the, from the lightning port, so you can do SD card inputs really fast. You can, the Ye- you can connect the Yeti microphone in there, so you can actually record onto this thing, which is exciting stuff, and then actually work with stuff. So I ordered the the 512. It should be here next week. I'm really excited to try to use it. I'm, I, I bought the keyboard case. I bought the pencil. I'm going to go full in on this, and that will be a review of itself down the road because lord knows i'm excited to get rid of my five and a half pound macbook for one pound tablet like that's it's a huge difference definitely someone who like carries a small bag like i do or you know a purse you can fit this it's a you know it's a 9.7 tablet in a bag you can fit that you can carry that and it's like some of the stuff and that's what i was thinking about when i was trying to think do i want to replace a macbook like this thing that is powerhouse and i'm just thinking like yeah because i'll use it all the time i'll I'll carry around something that's a pound. I'll carry around something that has 10 hours of battery and won't die on me. I'll carry around something I can charge in my bag because it's lightning. I don't have to look for outlets anymore. This is exciting stuff for me. You can work on the go all the time. They've also updated the screens on these things. They are 120 hertz, so it refreshes 120 times a second instead of the 60 on the iPhone, which is going to be kind of cool. It's dynamic, which is cool because most screens, like, you're just getting 60 hertz. These can go up to 120, but also if you're looking at still images, it'll be like 24 frames a second, or 24 hertz. So, save battery. It's kind of cool. It's got true tone, which is this cool technology that the old 97 had, which basically it looks at the the white balance in the room, so like right now it's kind of yellow in here. So, it would actually adjust the iPad screen to have a different white balance to match the room. That way like, you know when you open like your phone and like a weirdly colored place like a bar and it's like really blue and really white and you're like oh this kind of is bright it'll actually match the scene that's cool so though so the, and it's got a wide color gamut so it can di- display more colors at once so you can actually do h watch hdr video on this so it's cool it's got a full full size keyboard it's got the a10 fusion chip which is a six core processor in an ipad again silly it's 500 they, they show the number and this is stupid it's, 500%, it's 500 times faster than the original iPad. That's how so much this silly thing's advanced in seven years. It's crazy. And it's got the camera from the iPhone 7, which is F1.8, uh, can do 4K video, optical image stabilization. It's good stuff. And I'm really looking forward to using it and doing a review on it and just kind of toting it around and seeing what I can do on it. So that's all cool and dandy. I wanted to dive into some of the iOS features, though, because I am a big iOS Fan, not fanboy, but I use it all, all the time. All three of us use it all the time. It is fanboy. Fanboy. It is on this. It is on this phone. It is on a lot of phones, and they're doing some neat stuff in here. First, I do want to talk about, and oh, so Greg can have his. Greg, you can have your time to shine here. They are introducing AR Kit. An AR Kit, what well, by the way, for those who don't know. They'll they'll kit so basically their API framework. So what this allows people to gives devs access to do is, by default, the hardware of the phones and the iPads can hardware accelerate and has built in basically spatial awareness. So the iPhones, by default, will be able you know, when you point stuff at them, it'll be able to say, hey, this is a flat surface. This is a table. This is a, you know, wall. This is the grass. This is the sidewalk. Now build your, you know, now that you have all this information, the phone is giving you all this information. What do you want to do with it? So developers don't have to go out and build their lines to do AR. They don't have to, you know, build this framework in because it's a complicated thing to build in and it's not supported by hardware, which is why, like, uh, Pokemon Go would chew through your battery because it's software that's doing all this work and it's just running the CPUs dry, whereas, you know, when this is built in, the CPUs are, like, optimized for this almost. So I posted a link to both of you yesterday. I posted in the show notes of the Wingnuts demo. I don't know if either of you watched it. Nope. Nope. Ah, I can't explain it. It was really cool. Greg, you'd probably like it. So what they did was they were, like, pointing an iPhone at a table, and they rolled out this scene. They just rolled it out onto the table, and it was, like, this army scene. And what was really cool about it was, like, while stuff was blowing up and, like, people were, like, dodging bullets, you could actually see, like, one guy while he was dodging bu- bullets hit the edge of the table, and he actually jumped off the table and, like, leapt to it. And when, the like, the one of the buildings got destroyed – and the woods flight everywhere. Again, it knew where the edge of the table was, and this stuff sank with gravity when it went off the table. And it, I look at that; interesting. It's super interesting what devs can do with this. Because I look at that, and I'm imagining being kids, right? Like imagine having two kids, and you could have a table, a flat table, cleared out, and you could have an AR game going, like a competitive AR game. Like I was, th- I said three. 3G- I was thinking like 3D chess. You could actually have an AR game where it's like you s- just spread out a 3D chessboard. And you can walk around the table and, like, make moves. And each, you know, each person having a phone can actually, like, view it at the angles they want to just view it at to see stuff.
2: I'm just imagining Smash Bros. now with, like, you have, like, a Smash Bros. battle but on, like, different surfaces.
0: <laughs> imagine having, like, a Pokemon battle on a table where you can actually throw, you know, that's kind of what Pokemon Go is doing. But imagine having that anywhere
1: the switch can do that
0: well exactly and this is what i'm gonna we're gonna drive this to because apple and nintendo are looking at this and i think it's smart because vr is gonna be expensive and silly and you can't do it everywhere what we found out from pokemon go is people will go out anywhere and do this and i think you know they showed a pokemon go demo of like it was quick but they showed like because the phone knows about like sidewalks and grass when they threw the pokeball it bounced on the concrete but when it got to the grass it started rolling
1: oh that's 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 great
0: it's built into the phone and they were like, so you can do that. They were like, Ikea. And this is, again, the stuff that I didn't think about with AR. Ikea is going to have an app where you can look at furniture and actually place it in your house.
2: That's really cool.
0: <laughs> because all the – it can space everything and know, can knows how big everything is. Like they were showing demos like – you take a table, you put a coffee cup on it. It knows how big the table is supposed to be. It knows how big the coffee cup is supposed to be. And it it's not like you just put a coffee so- cup and it's always the same size. It knows what you're putting on the table and how big it's supposed to be compared to your perspective. So the same thing with the IKEA thing is, oh, I want to get a futon. Well, this thing's 90 inches long. How would this look in my house? And you just point the camera at your wall or the space that it would be in and just overlay the the couch on, you know in your house. Like that's how it would look. And you could place – again – As you walk around, because the phone knows exactly where you're walking around inside of the space, you could point then the camera to the other side of the wall, put like a TV stand in there, walk around to the other side of the room, point it back to that wall. Your couch that you put in from the app is still there because that's what AR is. And having this built in and really pushing this, I think is brilliant. I think this, while VR is like the new hype thing, this is going to be useful and this is what people are going to use, I think quick side tangent do you think VR will be a sustainable market no I don't think it can be even if the price comes down you are gonna have the issue where on any of these VR things you obviously cannot wear it around in public you have to be inside your house to use the stuff or inside a space you know you got stuff covering your eyes I think it's gonna be cool I think AR you can do way mo- you can do way more with it
1: I think VR is going to be like only on the 3DS, the 3D feature.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's
1: cool It's cool novelty. Most people don't use it. That's what I believe VR is going to end up being like, but but worse, but worse.
0: I think it's going to be a novelty, but I mean, if you look at like the processor power that you need to run VR games. It's too, ex- it's too expensive
1: and not many people are going to want to go invest that much in VR equipment.
0: And again, if you want to have like a full person game or something, you have to have full VR systems. Ugh. Like yeah. the, the fact, what Apple was saying was like, when we ship this, we'll have the largest AR market because- Suddenly, 500 million devices have AR capabilities. Yeah. All of a sudden, like I said, you could have a tabletop game of Pokemon, a tabletop game of anything that you want, just new types of gaming where you can use your entire space and all the phones are connected and know the space and know the setup and know what's going on. And you can walk around the room and play this. And like I said, everybody has an iPhone. Most people have an iPhone. Most people. You know, kids have iPhones. Like I said, adults can enjoy this. It's not complicated. It makes sense. Like you... uh, I mentioned the IKEA example. All of a sudden, people who are like AR is just for games, all of a sudden they're like, wait a second, that makes sense. I think that's cool. And so yes, the Switch, I think there was that video I think Matt Pat did. It
1: was a Matt Pat video. Of course it was a Matt Pat video. <laughs> but yeah, it's a Matt Pat video where he, he talks about the uh about VR and things like, well, the Switch technically can do VR, but AR is gonna be is the thing that the Switch can do a lot better.
0: it's mobile, you can do it anywhere. Well. I think better for gaming and you saw the success of Pokemon Go. There was a reason that was popular. I don't think... It, it was obviously a fad, but I don't think AR itself was a fad.
1: No, Pokemon Go was really popular because it was the first, like, you can go outside and do Pokemon, which people had wanted for, like, ever. So they, they would take it in any inflammation they could get, and that was their, like,
0: that was their thing.
1: But I think that opened people's, like, perspective on more AR
0: things to come. I think it made people interested. I think... The switch could be so good at it, like he was saying, because you have camera systems. It is a again a portable device. It is a small portable device with a screen that you can walk around with and do stuff with. You can interact with the space in different ways because of you know the game on there. Yeah. Can you like can you imagine a Pokemon game like? on the switch or any compatible device where well, you can have pokemon battles but in the space in front of you with your friends
1: i feel like there was a pokemon game that did that already but it was like it was like it was not it was an older game it was like uses like a camera that came with like the game you know how like they bundle stuff sometimes the games it was one of those things but being able to do that anywhere would be pretty neat
0: i'm just imagining being a kid i would have loved that
1: i remember when i was thinking it wasn't pokemon no it was uh you, you've seen the not e-reader like the vr cards it was something like or not vr cards the ar cards nintendo did something like that already with the 3ds and you could have pokemon like it wasn't a pokemon like i think it was a pokemon trading card game that your pokemon would show up and do stuff oh that's these, right
0: these they, they that's right the 3ds did that silly thing where you had the cards and you like they put placed the characters in the 3d space i think yes yeah and that was like really cool when they came out it's like oh look at that yeah people like seeing stuff in the space I think that's what makes it cool. VR, you get transported somewhere else. You don't have what's in front of you. Being able to transform the space you're in, it's kind of cool. And like I said, I I would suggest you watch the Wingnuts demo at some point. It's like three minutes. I think it's kind of cool, just really cool to see what the, the capabilities of the thing are with like two weeks of development and makes me really excited to see what other people do with it. That was a big thing. Another big feature they announced was Apple Pay between devices in through iMessage. So you can now pay people through iMessage. It is an app at the bottom and you can just send money back and forth between people through Apple Pay. This, if I'm Venmo or Square, I am very concerned right now. I'm extremely concerned because the problem with Venmo is naturally I don't like having a bunch of cash in a Venmo app because to me, Venmo is nothing. It's like an app. I'm just in the app. In Apple Pay, what they'll do is if you get paid, it becomes you get an Apple cash card in your wallet with your other credit cards. And then when you pay for stuff, you can either like use your credit card like you would normally use your credit card for Apple Pay. Or you can actually pay with the Apple Pay cash, which makes this way more feasible. Because Venmo, all I can do with the cash is really transfer it to bank or pay other people with it. So I'm just kind of transferring money around people. This, I can actually then use the cash someone paid me and use it on anything that supports Apple Pay, which is more and more things every day. This almost basically makes Apple a bank now. <laughs> which to... Which is cool. And I I think having this built in is so much better because not everyone has Venmo. I don't. I still use checks because I'm an old person. The fact that I could just, you know, for me, I'm thinking about my mom. I could just pay mom through Apple Pay. I'm not going to expect her to have Venmo, but I could pay her through Apple Pay because like, we both have iMessage. And that to me is so cool. And I think it's smart they're doing it. Question. Mm-hmm?
1: I don't know if they announced that, but this, because I don't, because I you know, I, I'm an old person. I don't know how this works. Does. Do, will that we have like some type of fee when you do transactions with Apple Pay or is it just... Zero. None. Zero? Okay. None. Does Venmo have a fee?
2: For credit cards. Mm, I see. Okay. But Apple
0: does not because you can post an Apple Pay. Your Apple Pay is set up to like your credit card. So no, there will be no fees if, because it's through Apple Pay. Okay. And the reason there's no fees is because Apple is now a bank. If, if you're a bank, you make money off the interest on the money that is kept in your bank. They don't mind you using a credit card. They want you to use this. But I would rather... I trust Apple Pay because it is proven secure. I trust the thing more than I trust a Venmo account that is technically PayPal. And So that's neat. They also have updates to live photos, which is cool because live photos was something that came out two years... Was it last year or two years ago? Uh, The feature, if you don't know, of course, if you you take a picture on your iPhone, it kind of takes some little video, like a second before and after you took the picture. And so if you 3D touch the picture you would... It would, like...
2: It would animate.
0: Of course, it sucked because everyone was shaky. But they're doing something really cool with it. So, on the Mac, I kind of mentioned the H265 video codec. They've got new codecs, H265, and for uh, for the JPEGs, the pictures... They've got HEIF, High Efficiency Image Format. This is smart because JPEG's 20 years old. JPEGs, as everyone knows, there's a meme, there's enough memes about JPEGs being JPEGs. There's better ways to compress images now. We've learned stuff in 20 years, so it happens. So this new format will be clearer and better than JPEG and also take up like half the space. So this allows them to, and with the video, the live photos will be cleaner on both ends. But what's neat, and this again, it is Apple kind of looking at the competitors and being like, "Well, that's cool what you're doing over there, but we could build this in. What are you gonna do about it?" So the light, so they added three live photo effects. They have a they have a loop, so your iPhoto kind of goes in a loop. They have a they have an effect called bounce, which if you know what boomerang is, because everyone uses boomerang now. What's boomerang? It's the thing. Well, you know how you have a, a little video that's like a second, and then it does the second backwards and reverse, and then goes forward again, and then backwards again, like on Instagram how. People will use that effect all the time. It's a cute
2: little choppy video.
0: I didn't know it because I don't use Instagram. I thought it was in place places too, but... I, I haven't seen it. Because the image compression in the video format is good enough, the live photo is not just your first picture. It is the whole thing as a picture. So they have a effect. You just click it. You can see a preview of it. Just click it. You've got a bounce effect on every picture if you want it, if you click it. You don't have to go into boomerang and then start a boomerang. You can tone anything into a boomerang that you want, basically. Uh, you can also... This is also cool because the, since every picture is now better formatted, you can actually in the, scrub through the live photo, edit it. So if the first half a second was bad, cut that out. And you can pick any of the points to be your actual picture. So say someone blinked.
2: Finally, finally. that is That was my biggest issue about live photos. It's like, oh, look, look at all this image that I have. And it was better over here. But this is where it saved. And I can't access any of the other bits of the photo. So why do I have it?
0: So you can pick the different points of it, which again, because of the way they're compressing it, is super cool. And this was a for the techie photographer. This is brilliant. You can do a long exposure effect. So, and they showed a demo of this. So basically, long exposure is you take two seconds of picture and then, oh, like you leave the shuttle open for two seconds. So it's get, like, say a waterfall, you know how it's like silky smooth. It's because someone left the shuttle. So what they are letting you do on this, the pic- live photo, it goes for two seconds. It determines, hey, this part is stationary the whole two seconds. This part's moving. It takes the two seconds and does a long exposure effect on that two seconds of video and then leaves the rest of it stationary. So it looks like you just took a long exposure picture by taking a normal picture. <laughs> it's smart. It's really cool. And, and like it makes live photos, to me, much more usable and I think what they wanted when they announced it.
2: It's worth using. Like, I've always had it off, and I have people ask, like, why do you have live photos off? They're kind of cool. I'm like, yeah, they're kind of cool, but they're kind of useless. I can't do anything with them.
0: I can't. And this allowed me to do stuff with it. Like, this is going to allow you to do stuff with it. What they showed was really cool. And again, having stuff like the boomerang stuff built in. Bounce. Sorry. It's not boomerang.
2: <laughs> they coined the term. The fact that you can easily call it boomerang is worse for them. <laughs>
0: Poor, poor guys
2: oh no yeah they they successfully killed two things now
0: uh, yeah so they did a lot of what is called we call show locking show lock was an old app that did this thing where you could search for apps basically or search for stuff and then they were like hey we're going to build something like this in the spotlight and then it's dead they d- they've done this stuff before like the app store used to have a bunch of flashlight apps then they were like hey look flashlight and control center
2: I actually saw a woman in a restaurant, and it, she was using a flashlight to read her menu, but she had a flashlight app open. I'm like, you still have that?
0: You know you can just...
2: <laughs> you know it's, like, built into your phone. Like, swipe up. There's your flashlight.
0: It's it's right here. We, we promise.
2: There's, so there's still a market for those people who never learned.
0: Who never learned. <laughs> they love doing a bunch of, you know, this
2: thing. Because...
0: You see good ideas and you want it built in because to a lot of people, it is more useful if it is built into the OS. It will run better. It's, you know, you don't need a separate app for it. Like Boomerang, again, you had to go into Boomerang itself and actually plan these shots out. The fact that you can turn any picture into it just on a whim, I'm going to start leaving Life Photo. Yeah, no, Life Photo is going to be on for
2: me now. Like, I've had it off for a while. I'm so excited about this. I'm going to have the best cat videos.
0: (laughs) Oh, oh God, you have a cat. All of a sudden, this all makes sense now. (laughs) Yeah, the only other bit of photos that got changed is all the metadata now syncs across all your devices, which is mind boggling why they hadn't done this before. You used to have, like, if you had an iPad, a Mac, and an iPhone, you would put the pictures would sync across all of them, but then each one would be like, we need to analyze faces and we need to do the machine learning to assume that this is a cat. So when I search for cat, I see cat pictures. All three devices had to do this. Now it's synced. Photos has one other thing, which I want to mention, but Greg's not here and Greg will be excited for it. So I'll come back to it. Bits and pieces, updates, iMessage now syncs through the cloud as well. Uh, I don't know. You've only got one iOS device, so you don't run into this problem. But if you had multiple ones, each one kind of does iMessage a little bit different. So when I start a new iPad up, I have no messages on there. I only get the messages that I get when I'm basically on Wi-Fi and then it plays catch up. Now Mm that's in the cloud, mm -hmm. it'll sync with the phone on the Mac. So if I delete a message, if I add text somebody on the phone, it goes to all the devices at once, everything is stored. And since it's in the cloud, you can now ask it to delete off stuff off your devices from like a year ago, but you will still have those messages.
2: Gotcha. I always hated watch it like I'd open my computer and I have to let it sit because I use it so rarely and then it would be loading in all my messages and I couldn't really do much until that finished loading.
0: So to see them kind of say it's in the cloud, because they realize people like me have... I have 12 gigabytes of messages, I think, on my phone now.
2: So, something stupid, yeah. But it's hard to delete messages. Unless you di- did it, like, religiously, or you set it to delete your messages. I'm pretty sure that's a setting.
0: It is, but I, I feel so... I can't do it twice. I know, I can't do
2: it. it's like history.
0: It is, because I know, like, I'll go onto my computer, plug it in, and you can save all your text messages, conversations as PDFs, and I do that from time to time, because, like... As much as I'm never gonna go back through them, like I don't, I also don't want to delete them.
2: I didn't know you could save them as PDFs.
0: You can. You can see, yeah, it, all the all that stuff's there. They have emergency SOS now. So if you tap the uh, lock button five times real fast, a slider will come up that is emergency OS- SOS. You can have that auto send everything you need to, you know, call the cops. Basically, it's all in a slider, which is good because you know if there was a situation where I couldn't call them, I wouldn't want to be like fiddling around in the uh, operating like nine. Like the fact that I know I can now press the thing five times real fast and get to that slider, I'm not going to accidentally do it, but I like knowing that I can if I need to. That's pretty cool. It's a safety feature. And one thing they've done, which is also cool, is this will they have it synced internationally. So if you are in England, for example, your phone knows you're in England. So when you do that, it calls the English police and not the United States police. (laughs) Again, it's smart stuff. You can now offload apps, which is smart. Basically... Now when you delete app, you can select do you want to delete the data stored with the app or not. And so that way it's like, I, I'm not going to use this app for a while, but I don't want to delete what I've done in the app. You can do that. Save space. Good stuff. They've got uh, do not disturb while driving, which is smart and great. And I hope people use it because people don't need to use their phones while driving. You stupid. They don't.
2: They really don't. I don't.
0: But because people are monkeys, we see uh, we see a notification on our screen and we have to look at it.
2: I witnessed two accidents simultaneously on my drive home today. Both on on, two. Either sides of the highway. One guy rear-ended a tractor trailer, and because someone had just rear-ended someone in front of me a few cars up, I was already slowed down. His car veers off, he gets out, his windshield smash, and I hear him say, like, I'm okay, this is like the second time this has happened to me. If you've rear-ended a tractor trailer twice, you're doing something wrong. (laughs)
0: You are bad at driving, so and you should feel bad.
2: You should feel bad. I'm glad you're okay, but you should feel bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it uses the Doppler and the Wi-Fi because it, you know, it notices. Oh, there's a lot of Wi-Fi networks going by real fast. You're probably driving. Uh, so it just asks, like, "Hey." The first time this on iOS 11, you're doing it's like, "Hey, we notice you're driving. Do you want to?" Turn on this next time, so it automatically tones on while you're driving if you want it to. If you're passionate on the call, you can bypass it, and it, you know, just leaves the screen black. Your notifications will be there when you get to your location. And it's cool. And this is a smart way of doing this. When You can set it up for certain people so that if they text you while you're driving, it'll automatically send a response back that kind of says, hey, I am currently driving right now. You know, I have do not disturb on. If this is urgent, text urgent back. And when they text urgent back, that'll light up the phone screen. So it is up to the other person to determine if something is important.
2: That's so cool. Because when I was reading this in the notes, I was thinking like, you know, I like the idea, but what if it's an emergency? Then someone can't get a hold of you. Now they can get a hold of you. <laughs> it is
0: up to the person texting. Do they want to make you read a text while you are driving? And for the most part, the person texting never wants you to read their text while driving.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. The, dr-
0: the driver will be like, oh, no, no, don't worry. I'll, I'll read it. The, if, but if you have to text a second text, basically overriding and knowing that your person driving is going to have to read your text... That is brilliant. That way, if I see the text, I'll be like, I have to, like, I will read it, but I feel like I will have to, you know, I, I, if, because I know if, if dad texts me, it says I'm driving, and then he overrides that.
2: You know it's bad.
0: I know I need to look at this right now.
2: It's like, I need to get off the road <laughs> and call.
0: So I think that is genius, because Greg's back. Greg, I wanted to mention an iOS feature you're really going to, that is super important for you. Oh, okay. What is it? Photos has, has GIF support now. Oh, yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That. Okay. You can. That's that's good.
0: That's good.
2: Your face just lit up.
0: (laughs) You can save gifts and send gifts, and they play on the operating system. You, Casey,
1: see, you don't (laughs) understand. I don't don't text much in the chat, but when I'm texting individual people,
0: sometimes I only communicate through (laughs) gifts. And the problem is, currently in iOS, you can see them on the web, but when you copy them and paste them into an app, if you save them, they're stationary. If you paste them into an app, they're stationary until, until you send, you send them.
2: them. It drives me nuts because I'm sometimes I send it to myself first to make sure it'll work because I don't want to send a still photo and ruin the punch.
0: <laughs> I'll, I send it and I just pretend. I just hope it
1: works. Yeah, I just I just save them and then hope it works and I send it out
0: automatically goes in a, in a folder called Animations, so it's like, we know it's GIFs. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, I, I'm happy about that. In the same vein, they have a new feature, which is, again, brilliant, called Instant Markup. What this lets you do is when you take a screenshot on your phone, it automatically puts the screenshot in the bottom left-hand corner of your phone. If you wanted to just save the screenshot, swipe it away. But since most of the time when I take a screenshot, what I want to do is send it to someone. If you click on it, it'll immediately bring the screenshot up with, you know, brushes so that you can paint on it, draw on it, etc. An easy crop button. you can, It has a share button. So you can crop it, draw it up, share it with someone through messages or email or whatever. And then when you dismiss it, it will be like, do you want to save this or do you want to delete it? So all your screenshots, if you're just taking a screenshot to send to someone, will never get saved anymore.
2: I've got too many.
0: I've got a phone with 300 screenshots on it because I took a screenshot of a meme or I took a screenshot of something I wanted to send to someone. And I, what I have to do currently is screenshot it, run to the Photos app, go through there, crop it through the Editing Photos menu, which is silly, draw on it if I need to, go back into Messages, send it. It's, a, again, a five-step process, and then I'm stuck with a screenshot on my in my Photos app, which I'll never delete. That's a thing of the past now, so hoorah. Quick thing, uh, volume now is not in the middle of the screen. Thank God, because when you're watching a video and you volume up, then it just blocks the video. I hate that. It's so <laughs> stupid. It's so st- stupid. I'm just dumb. It, uh, dumb, dumb, dumb. <laughs> uh, it it, just drives me nuts. It has searchable handwriting, which is smart. So in your notes, so anything where you write handwriting, you can actually then search it. So the computer and the processor knows, like, and it can recognize your terrible handwriting because it loans your terrible handwriting for you. It's, it's smart because I used to take notes in college on my iPad for a bit. The problem was you can't search it. You can't go and look like, what was I writing? Now, if I actually handwrite notes, I can search through them. That's neato. There is a quick type keyboard now. So you can swipe down on keys. So over the keys, they'll have like the numbers, like so your, your quotey layer up at the top. It also has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. So I could just like swipe down over five. Oh, swipe down over T and get a five. Just swipe down five. I'll get used to it instead of having to go into the numbers. It's going to be easy on the iPad, but I'm looking forward to it. They redesigned the App Store, so it's. They redesigned a lot of things. The App Store now doesn't look like the App Store. They separated apps and games, thank God, because games are their own thing, and I don't want to look through games. I never. If I'm going to the App Store, I don't want to see games. I want them to be off in their own land. Cool feature Wi Fi password sharing. Thank the Lord. Thank God.
1: long enough <laughs> you your passwords i'm like no one can ever
2: you know you, you hand him your device and he puts it in there for you and he hands it back
0: <laughs> so this feature what it will do is if you go to go to a wi-fi network on your device at go to enter it and it has a password it'll notice that you know it can talk to the other ios devices on the network already and you can request the password The other person can just approve it and it send and it automatically enters the password and everything's done. I you don't even have to send the password over a text message. And because it does this over the iOS, if you have a computer, imagine this. The problem with the computer is you couldn't get the message because you had no internet connection. It goes over Bluetooth and all that. So it doesn't need one. They there's just there are things like they they don't even announce this stuff. It's like in a slide, and I just look at the slide. And I'm like, "Uh, someone, please go download the beta right now and show me how this works." Because I care about this more than half the things you just announced. Because you don't know how many times I walk into a place and want their Wi-Fi password. It's not just my. It's not just my place. Everyone has a password. It doesn't matter how long and stupid it is. I don't want to type in your Wi-Fi password. I mean, okay,
1: yes, but there's normal people passwords and there's your passwords, though.
0: Look, if someone gets onto your network, you're screwed. So
1: there's normal people passwords and there's your passwords.
0: I know, I know. know, Oh, wait, 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 no. I
1: guess I should change that. There's normal people passwords. There's pretty good passwords, and then there's your
0: password.
2: Yeah, there's another layer in there. I get told all the time that like my passwords are really long, and I'm like, you have no idea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You. mine's just secure you don't want to see insanity uh, paranoia i've seen one of your passwords
1: when we were doing something in college or something i'm just like dear god man (laughs)
0: look the secure it was
1: when i was trying to connect my wii to your internet Mm -hmm.
0: that was the most extreme password experience i've ever think i've had the problem was the Nintendo devices, because I had to do this on 3DS, I had to open a second network with a different password because the uh, 3DSs didn't have one of the characters I used. I remember that.
2: Mm-hmm. I remember this, too.
0: How do you not have this character, Nintendo? It's a keyboard character. Oh, that was, that, that's a time. I'm sorry. But they're, they're fixing this. They're doing their wrong. They have another show locking example. Document scanning is now in uh, Notes. So you can scan any document, Kello, Grayscale, whatever, immediately mark it up if you want to, print it, send it off, make it into a PDF. This is good. This is something they needed because one of the things I did in college, which no one else knew how to do, because it's like... People, I would send people homework and when we sent homework they would just take a picture of it I would actually add a document scanner on my phone anyway so I'd scan it it just looks better so this is built in it uses the AR kit funnily enough to recognize like a table and then recognize a document on it so it can e- easily like pick up the document scan it in perfectly cool stuff if you I don't know how often you guys scan documents into your phone but never never did ne- never did it I've done it a couple times for, like, important reasons. Insurance cards are one of them. Like, I'll scan my insurance cards into my phone. I need that stuff. You never want to be without that.
2: I mean, that's smart, and I should probably go do that, but...
0: <laughs> I have a picture of my insurance card. Uh, there were changes to Control Center. They decided that two or three pages on Control Center was stupid, which it was. It's one page again, and it's customizable. Thank the Lord. You can put low power mode up there if you want it. You can put... A- Thank you. I, I use love, that all yeah, the time. That's the only mode. thing I go in
1: to. That's the main thing I go into settings for. Is just change the low power mode on.
0: Would you like that on your in control center? and just a button where well, you can have it. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Would you like? Th- would you like uh, alarms in there? You can have alarms in there. Would you like? Actually, yeah, yeah. Would you like? You know, personal hotspot in there? Would you like cellular data in there? You've got it.
2: Oh man, my roommate's <laughs> gonna you. go crazy for cellular data right there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if it is something that you wanted that is somewhere in the settings app where you don't want it it is there they announced they didn't announce it is in accessibility now greg we can get we can jump on this hype train there is a smart invert of kellos
2: what does that mean
0: <laughs> explain so you know how they've had the invert kellos where everything just shifts you know everything that was white yes. is now black they have a smart invert which doesn't change the kellos or invert the kellos on any icons or pictures thank god that is good <laughs> That
1: is very good.
0: This is the start of possibly a dark mode.
1: I'll say this sounds like dark
0: mode finally yeah. becoming a thing system wide. Because if the app icons and all the images and everything that you don't want changing Kello doesn't change Kello,
2: then everything that's too light is now never... dark.
0: That one's hidden in the back, but it's ah. there. <laughs> so uh, maybe that it, this it looks very promising. I'm excited because. Man, do I want a system-wide dark mode. That'd be wonderful. Yay. Oh, can I just having messages be a black background? Would <laughs> be perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, with that dark keyboard. Mm. QR codes support finally. I don't know why this took them so long. Finally. It, the camera app. You just point the camera. If it sees a QR code, it will say, "Hey, look! The QR code wants you to do this."
1: I literally have a in my. I have a camera <laughs> folder. I have a camera folder.
0: We all do. Right? It's camera <laughs> and
1: QR reader.
0: Yep uh camo does this by default now you may delete that app because <laughs> all the qr code apps suck they do they really do so apple decided hey let's do again more show locking but again it needs to be in the system why is this not in the system my camera should figure out a qr code so thank you apple screen recording is now a thing it is in control center you can click a button and recode your screen this is good for a couple reasons, mainly when any of you have to do tech support for anybody and you need to show them where something is. It would be super nice to record your screen, show them where it is, and send them that 10-second video. Just saying. Uh, other thing. Digga, 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 digga. Digga, 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 yeah. Uh, two-factor is now required, and I'm really sorry to report this to you haters of two-factor. You have to have two-factor, and we think, rumor has it, because they're putting sensitive information like health syncing iMessage syncing and photo stuff syncing now in the cloud they want to make sure that everyone is secure in the cloud and two factor is the only way they can force it so it is now in they are enforcing it
2: what if you've like forgotten certain passwords and it's just not happy with you when you were never quite
0: able to set it up they have a built-in password and account manager now so you can use it sorry uh, you're getting gift support, Greg. Just shut up and deal with it. Also, you you know you know I'm not going to update my phone for like a while. <laughs> but there's new iMessage effects. There's dog mode. There's gift support.
1: <laughs> but is there new emojis? Probably. <laughs> Every like time. I always, I make it sound like I really use a lot of emojis, but I really don't.
0: No, I don't. I don't use any of the new ones. I don't care. Does it look like I care? Does it look like I care? Uh, yes. Apple Maps has an update, so we all care about that greatly. They're adding lane. Sure. They're adding lane guidance, which is the reason I use Google Maps, is because I want to know I'm supposed to be in the third lane over. They're adding speed limits because Why?
2: No one cares.
0: I li- when we were in California they had them and it was oh, Google Maps on the Androids had them and we were using that to navigate. And it was it is nice just knowing like, hey, this is a a thirty five zone. It's nice to know you're in a speed trap. Hey, I just
1: hey, I just hit the double of this area. Awesome.
0: <laughs> speed traps are a thing. I like to know. The, the part that I do like from it is they're adding for mall maps, which I don't care about, but airport maps. So, maps of the insides of the airports. They're adding those. That would be useful. So, I will open up my maps when I'm in an airport because I'll get lost in there. They have typed to Siri now because sometimes I want to ask Siri something, but I also just but want to. But I don't it. want to talk to her. Talk to her, yeah. They have a new, more human Siri voice. It sounds good. Is it. They still have the British Siri? Yeah, they do. All right, then. But it's cool because it's kind like of machine learning. So,. It will say it can say like it's gonna be sunny today and it's gonna be sunny today. It'll be sunny today. So it actually has inflections and like it actually sounds way more natural. You don't have the same voice every time.
1: That never bothered me personally. I like a robot. I like a robotic so it's, you know a robot. It makes
2: me feel less creepy. Yeah, it does. It
1: makes me <laughs> feel less creepy when it's a
0: robot, when it's a like human voice. Well the problem is the Google the Google one is so good. The Google like, is so good so they're like, Oh, eh, we have to fix this. This one's cool. They have translation now. So what translation does is you can, at launch, you can, in English, it can translate to Spanish, Italian, Chinese, Japanese, French. You could say something to it, and then it will say back the translation, and it will say on the screen. It will show the what you said, what is in the translation, and you can play that back as many times as you want to. So if you were in a foreign country, for example, and you need to talk to someone, you could say something. It immedi- Siri immediately says it back in the other language, and you can play it back or show them what it says. It's not something I'm going to use, but it is neat and something nice to have around. If I needed to ask someone in Germany, like, hey, well, you know, I'm, I am really lost. I need help finding this. Probably not going to happen, but it's cool. They have uh, Siri in the cloud, so Siri syncs across all your devices, so... And SiriKit lets you uh, have to do lists now. So you can basically ask Siri to add something to your to do apps and it will add it to your to do apps. And uh, I'm excited about that and no one else cares. Gmail fetch is back in mail. So mail won't take 15 minutes to get a new Gmail message. I can might maybe be able to use the mail app. But that is the mo- that's most of it. Like there was a lot of stuff added, it was one of the better iOS releases. I think it has a lot of stuff for everybody. There was no, the iPad got the bulk of the changes. They didn't go and decide, oh, we're going to add a new app store and stickers to messages. Nothing fun like that. A lot of tweaks, a lot of stuff people wanted for a little while. Things like the QR code, things like uh, the mockups on screenshots, things like GIF support, things like the volume thing being just stuck there. Things like live photos actually working. Greg, you missed that part. Live photos are cool again. Casey's really excited.
1: No, I, I heard that right before I left. I was like, whatever.
0: It's more than it, this, it. It's good. And things like Wi-Fi password sharing and customizable control center are big deals for me. It's in beta. They released the first beta. Public beta will come out at the end of the month. It's still buggy as all get out. So download at your own risk. And the public version, the release will be with the iPhones in the fall. And the iPhones will be the rumor has it the super new cool no home button iPhones.
2: I don't know how I feel about that.
0: I I don't I don't like it. <laughs> I I I'm not, I can't say I'm not I don't like it, but they're going to do some changes because everyone's like
2: I would have to go play with the phone in an Apple store <laughs> like a few times.
0: The other thing that was they announced at the end, which had been rumored, was a Siri speaker. This is a competitor, quote unquote to the Google Home over there and the Amazon Echo. The problem with it is it runs on Siri because Google's voice assistant, fantastic. Amazon's fantastic. Everyone knows the Siri experience and everyone, and I think Apple even knows, they cannot go and sell a little lady in the tube canister of Siri because no one's gonna go and buy the stupid thing. So what they did was they were like, "Uh, well, we are Apple, we love music. This is a smart speaker. And they made it a Sonos competitor and put all the speakers they can put in this thing. So it's a great speaker, ties in Apple Music well. And then they are like, at the end of it, they were like, uh, well, and, you know, you just talk to Siri and ask Siri stuff if you want to. <laughs> but they're selling it at the price of a smart speaker, like a Sonos. So it is a $350 product, which is good. No, it's good for a smart speaker. Smart, like high-end speakers are expensive.
1: I was going to ask, like, how much is a normal, like, smart speaker?
0: Like, the Sonos ones are up in the 300, 400 range. Oh, okay. So the fact that it's – so it's a good selling point if you need a speaker because you get a good speaker that sounds really good, but it also does have the Siri stuff in it. Like, it's – you know, you put it down and it – Sends pulses all around to gauge the acoustics of the room, you know, so that it can play music based off the acoustics of the room, basically. And it's this little seven-inch uh, catch-scratching post, as everyone's calling it. Because it's got this nice speaker material all around it, which catch would just destroy immediately in five seconds.
2: Oh, it would be gone. <laughs> Ripped to shreds.
0: That's going to be a uh, question of all thing. and But that was about it. That's all I've got for the keynote. There were a couple... Things I did. The, there was one major thing missing from this, and this is one of the few things I hope they announce with the iPhone. Group FaceTime is still not a thing. It is that thing that has been sitting around. Just why they don't have it? Because iChat back in 2000 on Mac 10, OS 10.1 had you could group message. The fact that their main video calling you cannot group on is kind of silly now because. Not that I use it, but I know plenty of families who would love to have a group FaceTime message. You know, you've got people all over the country. You want to have a group video chat, and FaceTime is the thing. I'm hoping with the new iPhone that comes out. It was rumored. We're surprised we still don't see it. There is a cool little feature, though, on... Um i forgot to mention in facetime now you can there's a camera button facetime you can actually do live pictures inside of facetime i'm just imagining like like the grandparents and they got the grandkid in the facetime shot you, you know you can actually take a little if the kid's waving you take a little picture and it will show the little kid waving so you've actually got a little video clip of it and that's that's kind of cute and that's that's apple being apple just like here's a cutesy family thing they love showing that stuff off they're good devices for families like they love that stuff So yeah, that's my speed, not speed run, but that is WWDC in a nutshell. I was personally really impressed. I mentioned a lot, there's a lot of years where they have these announcements and they're not as exciting. They go into these long demos because they try to fill a two-hour keynote with two software updates, and then they realize the software update is iMessage stickers. And you can only talk about iMessage stickers for so long. So the fact that they had all this hardware, all these new features, they plowed through some of these features, like... They went through the iPad multitasking stuff, which is stuff they could have talked about for 25 minutes and the crowd would have loved it. They went through it in like five minutes. And it's like, hey, so we got drag and drop now. You can do this, 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 this. And it's like each slide is like two seconds long. And you're like, wait a second, please, hang on, explain, explain, please. They were blowing through this stuff. And it was an amazing keynote. And for the most part, there's all these rumors that come out and they'll, half of them are true. I get all hyped up about them because. I wanted to see like new iPads and these iPad multitasking features and they were rumored. and I was trying not to get my hopes up because I know better. I know Apple. I know this like, oh, maybe they release better multitasking. That's it. Or maybe they have a better iPad, but it's just got a slightly better way. They released every feature on the iPad that I wanted, every iOS release that I wanted. And it's, that has never happened before. So I, like, I was been super thrilled. I love seeing that they can put on this keynote. It gives me faith in Apple again. I had faith.
1: So to say, like you ever lost faith.
0: Well, it's the same thing. Like, I mean, Nintendo and the Wii U, they'll there was rough times.
1: Those are rough times but my faith does not waver.
0: <laughs> my faith doesn't waver, but I, I'm sitting there like, Please do something. Please don't. It's like, please release. A, I want a better iOS release. I want you to update the Macs more frequently. I want you to update the iPads more than once every two years. I want to see progress. I want to, You don't want to just see them like, oh, no, just uh, those iMessage stickles. It's the same way. Like, it's the year of Luigi. And you're like, I-!
1: <laughs> <laughs> OK, I was going to say one thing about the year of Luigi. It would have been fine if their Dr. Mario replacement wasn't so god awful.
0: Right. But, but you just like, you know, you. You know it's as a company they can do better than this. It's like, you're the biggest company in the world. Like you you've got 200 billion dollars in the bank. Do something with it. Go do something. And same with Nintendo. It's like, you've got money. You you can do you can make good games. I've seen you make good games before. I know you can do something. Why are you stalling and just making a bad Dr. Luigi? Why are you doing this? You can do better than this. I believe in you. And it does frustrate you at certain points. Like you don't lose faith in them, but you would really like to see them doing better. And like same with Nintendo when you see them, here's a new console. He was a new Zelda. He was a new Mario. We're doing this first year, and you're like, "Where was this the last seven years?"
1: I, I I feel like you're referring to a certain console.
0: Well, no, I'm, I'm I'm trying to explain what we what I was going through. I know what
1: you're talking about, but I feel like you're heavily pointing towards a certain because console that was that, a, that that launched with Mario Brothers. U.
0: But that it's the same company. It's the same Apple that is was trying to push like. Uh, well, we updated these last year. They're still the best on the line. Here's a new iOS with stickers on it. And you're just like, this all you got? You've got 100,000... Oh, how many of them? 50,000 employees or whatever. You can, do, you can do something. So, like, you have enough resources that you can throw out a keynote and release all this new hardware and all this new software. You can do this, I believe. I've seen you do it before. Please do it again. Same with Nintendo. I've seen you roll out a good console before. I've seen you roll out good games before. Why are you stopping? You're not concerned, but you, would, you know they can do better. And that is what this was. Like, I mean, you're much happier being, an, like, being a Nintendo fan right now. is really good. It's a good time to be a Nintendo fan.
1: Better than, better than previous times, yes.
0: <laughs> so that's why I'm excited. Like, I honestly had not bought an Apple device, a major poster on an Apple device, since 2012. I had as much of a fanboy as I am. I've been on the phones, but the laptop had been working for a while. The iPad had been working for a while. And they hadn't released anything that was impressive enough to me that I wanted to buy it immediately. That changed. So kudos to them. It was a great keynote. I was It was two and a half hours, and I was excited over the whole thing. I wasn't like, oh, dragging this on for the sake of dragging it on. They're talking about stickers again. You seem to really not like stickers. They made a big deal out of them. and I, I don't know. It, it wasn't just stickers. It was like the big iOS 10 thing was look at messages we are throwing everything at the wall in messages it used to be this thing where you just sent messages now it's like we've got stickers and we've got oh what was it uh, effects and we've got invisible ink and we've got etc etc and then you still can't see gifs and photos and you're like fix that first that's what i want to do i've yet i have not even used the sticker i have no no care it it just was like this silly little thing was like I feel like you've got bigger problems that you need to go face right now. There's better battles to be fighting than this, even though they were still fighting this battle. It's nice to see them advance. It was nice to see them on the iPad release new stuff, release the dock, which was not even remote and is a brilliant idea. And it's nice to see Apple be innovative again. That's all I got to say. And with that, Greg, I went, I'm under my hundred minutes. Yeah, you have 23 minutes left. No, he doesn't. No, I mean, I'm, no, I mean, I'm just saying
1: that's how much he had left. <laughs> I'm not by no means does this need to be filled. (laughs) I'm just letting you know.
0: I wanted to prove. Really excited looking. I wanted to go over everything. This is a once a year occurrence, basically because I can't rant for now on the new iPhones. Well, unless they do something radically different and we got thoughts. We might have thoughts. All of us might have thoughts. Do you guys like your home buttons?
2: I do like my home buttons.
0: There, there was a yeah in the new settings. There was there's a shutdown button in the settings, which they were like they didn't mention, but people were like, well, so this is actually really nice. (laughs) Right, it's really nice. It's really nice if your home button's broken and you can't shut down.
2: Mm-hmm. As someone who's had a broken home button and a broken lock button.
0: <laughs> but it also does raise the question because they, they will put stuff in the iOS feature for the phone that comes out in the fall without mentioning why they put it there. And people are like, well, now they could technically get rid of the lock button. Which, again, because this new phone that's rumored, it's like, we don't want any buttons on this thing. And you're like,
2: wait well. but <laughs> But I need at least, I need a couple.
0: Mm-hmm. I, need, I, I need
2: a couple. In case one breaks, I need to have something.
0: No, well, th- now they can't break if they don't have the buttons in the post place. How do, you re- how do you reset your
2: phone? As, there's a button. I've had pu- what button? In the, in the OS. But if your phone's frozen, how do you get to the button? Too bad. Because I've had my screen freeze and I've had to reset the phone. A hard reset, using both buttons. Yeah, we I mean, were going to have some questions, basically.
0: <laughs> they, they, there's some interesting rumors on there. That's,
2: it's like oh, so your phone's so perfect, it's never going to freeze up on anyone.
0: It's because everyone's complaining. Though the see, I complain over the OS stalling. I don't mind if you hardware design like they'll people complain. It's like, well, oh, you've had the same design on your phone since the iPhone six. You haven't done anything. It's like even on the seven, so? you didn't really update it. I'm like, it's a this is a good design. It's a good I phone. Me-.
2: It's a nice design.
0: Full seven inch screen. Good button down here that clicks. Good side button. Good. I good. like this design.
2: Don't get rid of my buttons. I need my buttons.
0: It's like, I don't need it thin. thinner. I don't really want the whole thing to be a screen. I don't need it. I'm cool. But there's, there's people like, you can't innovate on hardware anymore. The phone's got a 10-year anniversary. And they're like, look at this. Look at Samsung. They've got screens on the side. They've got screens everywhere. It's a big screen. And you're like, but I like my phone. I like. I kind of like the hardware the way it is. I like that they're just refining it.
2: I like my phone not blowing up.
0: Ooh. Whoa. That, that, was, that, was the real, that was the real Casey <laughs> Samsung phone. But, but a that, bunch. That's, 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 that's a rarity. <laughs> it is a documented fact.
2: <laughs>
0: Look, Apple's got this design down. I know it's going to work. So yeah, but that but that is why I, I was excited. And I will have thoughts on the iPad after I get iOS 11 on it and start trying to use it as a main computer. Doing stuff like editing podcasts on it is going to be an interesting one.
2: I feel like, not to continue to drag this out longer, but I feel like editing on an iPad <laughs> would be kind of nice. You know, I've got the pencil on it. I'm yeah. gonna see.
0: I use a stylus at it my- currently. So again, we'll see. I I have my old iPad is slow, and I've never used it to be a computer. So this is a this is a brave new world for me. <laughs> bye bye computer. So yeah, that is our show for the week. Unless yeah, no, you got, you guys want to go do that. That is our show for the week. Thank you for joining. Wait 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 wait. Now that we finished our main topic, let's talk about our second main topic.
1: Let's talk about climate change. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs>
2: It's a hoax.
1: I'm kidding. It's a hoax. I love it. I love it. I love it. (sighs) Kill me. Okay. I'm not turning this into a topic because, you know, time. But I really love the daily. (laughs) I really like that little. Because, no, here's the thing they update their news on my way to work so when I'm driving to work early in the morning I get a notification that says new Daily's up I'm like
0: awesome I'm glad you're enjoying it I thought I thought you might like it it's a nice little show every morning yes that's all I have to say uh, Casey I don't know if you listen to the daily but I think you'd also Not like yet.
2: it. yeah yeah I should
0: it's honestly one of the best 20 minutes I spend every morning just I feel a little bit more informed all the time and it's a little it's entertaining and I learn stuff and the the stuff on the pay, on the, the pair of this week was really good I learned a lot that I didn't know about it cool yeah. That has been our show for the week. Thank you for joining us. Sorry for the WWC banter. You, 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 I've, we've been warning you for weeks that this was going to happen, so... Every time you say WWDC, I keep thinking you're going to say WWE. <laughs> Rawr!
2: Rawr, SmackDown!
0: Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the, as Greg would like to call it, the knob. It's T-H-U-N-O-B. You can find us on Twitch at The Unobtrusive. You can find us on the theunobtrusive.com. We are, of course, The Unobtrusive Podcast in Overcast, iTunes, Google Play, where we find your podcasts. And we're The Unobtrusive on Instagram. That is your show. I usually let Greg close it up, but I figured I, I'm going to do Greg a favor. I'm trying to be professional this week. I was, I'm going to close this out for him. He's got a dungeon to run. I in case do. He's got sleep to get. Mm-hmm. I got work tomorrow. I got to bring breakfast to work. So we will see you next week, where we will be less Apple-y and more E3E. Is Nintendo, uh, sorry, is Nintendo having a, another direct next week? Oh, they're what they're probably gonna
1: do. They haven't confirmed their plans, but they'll probably have like what they did last year, where they have like one big direct or kind of big direct for showing off a lot of Super Mario Odyssey, and then nothing but Treehouse for the rest
0: of the day. Honestly, I Honestly, like the Treehouse last year, so.
1: No, no. Here's the thing. Treehouse is great, but there's so much in there. So you don't get to see, like, if you're looking for something specific, you just have to, like, come back. You, well, if they, do, if they do it like they did last year, I'm just going to wait until it's over, get, like, a digest from someone, then go try to find the individual parts that I care about. That's the only thing I don't like about Treehouse. But <laughs> yeah, you, need it, to, you, you need good. to live
0: in the Treehouse for the week to know what's going on in the Treehouse. Right. What happens in the Treehouse stays in the Treehouse. Sh- sure. Anyways, we will see you next week. Greg, Bush, you got you got your closeout statement. You gotta say it or it's gonna be it's gonna be a weird thing. Oh,
1: um yeah, okay, goodbye, whatever, good night. Have a good day, life, whatever. Um once again, dear, good night. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Have a good day, night, whatever. <laughs> Bye.